BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. You're listening to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea. And I'm JC. And if you're new around here, you know how people used to do like, or they still do maybe. I just don't know because I don't really get on Instagram that often. But the um, like reintroduce yourself on Instagram. Although like, like on a, a post. Yeah. yeah. Like, to the, all the new people out there. That was my favorite time to just like talk about myself. Yes. 100%. Just like let's do 15 it. 15 facts about me. Yeah. Like if you're new around here, here's something like get to know me. But I actually love when people do that. Same. Because I learn something new even if I've been following them for like 15 years. Same. I love Not when people Instagram's do around for 15 years. But. Like TikTok, get ready with me while they tell interesting <laughs> facts. I'm I've obsessed. seen that girl making fun of those people. She has like a huge... Like an airplane pillow or something? Yeah, she's like, get ready with me while I tell you how I saved Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, but I watch them every time. Well, I'm a sucker for them. Well, if you guys didn't know, JC and I have been friends since high school. Bestest of friends. And we started a podcast and this is it. So <laughs> That's the fun fact. Expect, um, we're 27 years old. And this is pertinent to today's episode. Oh, you're 28. Oof. Um, is shortly behind me. Yeah, literally a month. Because <laughs> today we're talking about the tw- the ultimate survival guide to your twenties. Mm-hmm. We have it for you. We found it. We uncovered it, we and we're giving it to you. And don't worry, it'll be very unique. Very truly. Unique. I tried to same pull some stuff. Me every episode. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, guys. You've never heard this before. <laughs> I really do think though. You could say the same thing every week and it sounds different to people. You know, they'll pull something. It's like reading a book. You can read the same book all like over and over and over again, but it's going to sound different. You're going to have different takeaways each time. It's true. I need to stop feeling, uh, what's the word? Like, I just don't want, because we do the podcast so often, I never want things to get repetitive, but it's hard when you just have the same brain and you live the same life every day. It's like, okay, how much... You know, how many groundbreaking uh, pieces of information can I have for people every week? Yeah, it's like I'm changing, but not that much. Not that fast. <laughs> yeah. Like the advice. Not could, weekly. Yeah, still be similar from a week ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this is going to be a really good episode. I'm excited. Same. You guys, I got, I'm in my mommy makeover era. <laughs> I um, got done breastfeeding, which was kind of sad. Sad and good. You know, there's pros and cons to it all. But it's sad because it's like a very bonding thing. But also good because, you know, now I don't 
get my boobs sucked on in the middle of the night and I'm just like, oh, I'm from a free woman. And also good because I get to get Botox again and I haven't had it in like two years. And I'm not here to say you have to get Botox or you don't or you shouldn't or you should, but I like it on my forehead and my scalp lines. And so I got that done today and I got a little lip filler. And it's so if she's talking a little weird. Yeah. That's so why. If no, I'm, I don't think you are. No, if I am talking a little weird, that's why. Because my lips are a little uh, sore. They look good. Thank you. They look real good. <laughs> um, I don't know what witchcraft was in my last set of Juvederm or whatever it was, but they've been lasting. This has been lasting for two years at this point. Yeah. I'm like, honestly scared. I'm like, what is in my that's lips? That's good. The best advice I've ever gotten about any kind, like getting plastic surgery, fillers, Botox, any of that. Well, mostly fillers actually in Botox because this doesn't apply to like literally surgery is you have to wait for it to fade completely before you get more. Mm-hmm. Don't go keep getting more on and on and on. Like don't go chasing something because you'll never achieve it because then you'll start to look kind of freaky. But if you let it all like fade first and then you go get more, it's um, it's like a, an illusion. <laughs> that is something that actually was on my list to talk about is that, I mean, again, you do whatever the heck you want. You guys know I'm very pro all of this. I literally have a fake chin, but I have learned that in my later 20s, that less is more. Mm-hmm. Specifically on myself, like I look back at photos when I had more lip filler and extensions and eyelash extensions. And it's, again, I don't care if you guys get that or if you think it looks good on you, whatever, that's your thing. But personally, when I like started just also probably helps that I got plastic surgery. Let's be real. That's probably what <laughs> solved everything. But I, I feel like less is more for me. Like yeah. personally, sometimes when I look back and I was just wearing a ton of makeup and I had way more lip filler and I had all the like fake stuff. I'm like, I think I look way better now. But mm-hmm. again, it's probably the chin. So yeah, I feel like the more you embrace your natural look, the better you feel and the better you look to other people because you're just enhancing your natural beauty mm-hmm. instead of trying to turn yourself into something you're not. Into a different person. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, go off queens, do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm sure you look um, fabulous. So yeah, that's my life update. The lip lip filler like usually doesn't hurt that bad. Just kind of uncomfortable. And it kind of hurt today, but I just started my period. So maybe that's why it was just like more painful than needles up. It. I was just like, oof. This is Did not they put numbing good. cream on before? Mm-hmm. Did you feel pretty numb? Yeah. Did it have numbing stuff within the solution? Yeah. Hmm. Man, and and it got baby. better throughout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today, I really was kind of being a baby today. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I was literally like tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm just a baby. No, the lips are very sensitive. Yeah, they're so sensitive. Certain parts hurt more than others, but. Mm-hmm. I also almost uploaded my first crying video to TikTok a couple weeks ago. <gasps> and I didn't because I was like, oh, I just can't. What was it? Because at first I was like, I was too like embarrassed to post it because I was like, so many people like- Were you actually crying talking? I was crying and then I set up my phone. Mm. Yeah. And then I was talking, but it wasn't like cringy where I was like, I just felt like I can't like open open up to this many people. But I was like, I'll save for the podcast. Okay, okay. To even more people because you know (laughs) I saved my crying for the podcast. I can't cry anywhere else. Like, why is that? If I like, I was like, I can't post this of me crying. I'm like, <laughs> I literally cry on the podcast every week. I was just thinking about this concept and how I will say things on the podcast I would never say no. anywhere else. I would never say Why it on YouTube. Feel so safe? I would never say it on TikTok. No. But for some reason, something about the podcast makes me feel comfortable enough. 100%. 
I was talking about, I'm even like getting nervous literally saying this because I'm not going to cry, but because I think I was feeling more emotional about it then than I was now. But I, I was having this like these couple of days where I've always felt like this, but where I was feeling so insecure about the way that I talk and I guess just like the way that my mind and my words work. And we were actually talking about this the other day or like two days ago, which is why it brought it brought it back to my memory is talking about mispronouncing words and like getting jumbled with my words. And I just had like a meltdown to Nick the other day. I was just like, I feel so dumb sometimes. Like it's such a weird insecurity to have, but I was like, I genuinely feel like a lot of times I can't pronounce words right. Like I'll, I will uh, like chronically, <laughs> literally mispronounce a word and I can't like my, my mind and my brain or my mind and my mouth just like don't work together. And it's so frustrating. And I don't know if people know how frustrating of a feeling that is because it's like sometimes it's why my handwriting is bad too. I think like my hand is not going as fast as my mind is going. And same thing with my mouth. Like it doesn't move as my mind is already on the next sentence before I'm saying it. And so I get, I don't know, I get caught up. And especially when I'm like talking about my emotions and I've kind of talked about this before. And like, obviously if you listen to this podcast, this is not like groundbreaking to you because it's just like kind of a joke that I will mispronounce certain words. But sometimes it makes me feel so dumb. Like, and it makes me feel so, I, on the TikTok, I was just saying, I'm like, so like frustrating to feel like you're almost like trapped. Like sometimes you can't communicate. Like communicating, communication is so important and vital to literally survival. And sometimes when you feel like, trapped by not being able to communicate something it's it's just like the worst feeling and it's honestly one of my biggest insecurities I think that that though is very relatable in the sense of everyone has like a cycle in their life that they are insecure about that they like can't just I don't know the word like overcome or something Mm -hmm. that is just so annoying and you're like it's very frustrating and but what I was going to say is I literally think you're so well-spoken. Oh, thank like, you. Like, even on the podcast, it's like, hello, you talk for a living and everyone is obsessed with you. So. Oh, thank you. Well, that's the other thing is I'm like, I literally, I was saying, I'm like, I talk for a living. Like, that's literally my job to talk. So maybe that's why I'm so, like, critical of myself because I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, it's just, I feel like an imbecile sometimes. <laughs> like, literally can't even pronounce that. But it's like… <laughs> It just gets caught up in my mouth. It feels like it gets caught up in my mouth. And I don't even know how to describe it, obviously. But um, well, I think that's a real thing. It really bothers also. me. Like, yeah. I don't know what that is, but that's a real. And I've been trying to like, I feel like I'm all, uh, recently, I've been trying to like read books. I've been like reading every night before I go to bed. I'll like do these apps. Like I've tried to like learn languages. And I feel like it's been like ever since I graduated high school, probably. I've, I've kind of noticed it a little bit. And then especially since I got pregnant, like it's gotten way worse. And I was like, oh, pregnancy brain. And I'm like, wait, so (laughs) like, when does this end? Like, I'm not pregnant. Like, is it mom brain or is it just like me? Like, it's just my mind and like how it's whatever. And I I want to like work on it so bad, but it's just frustrating sometimes. And it's such like a silly thing to be insecure about, but sometimes it really just. Well, I think you should post things like that on TikTok. If Thanks. if you feel that, I think that you should or post should about I just it. Save it for the Valley Girls. True, but I'm just saying. I think that a lot of people would totally relate yeah. and like love that you shared that. Yeah. Well, I know, and, and it's also I was like, 
I feel smart, but I I feel like I can't express it. And so maybe I'm not smart, but maybe you are very like, smart. What is this anyways? Well, thank you. But you are. I think that you're a very intelligent and well-spoken person. I think that oh, anyone listening you. to the podcast would think that. Like when you're saying like, oh, if you listen to the podcast, you know that. But I'm like, no, I don't think that they would ever think that you're like a dummy. <laughs> oh, thank you. We're our own worst critics. But anyways. 100%. I'm telling you, everyone has something or yeah. multiple things that they, not to like invalidate you, but just to say like, I think that everyone has something that annoys themselves so much that they can't like. Yeah. Figure what, out. I cannot think of the freaking word. Like can't kick. Like yeah, can't get rid of exactly. or, or just feel like it's a cycle or sometimes it gets better and then it gets annoying again, whatever it is. Yeah. Keep playing your brain games, queen. Thank you. <laughs> Kelsey and I play oh, brain freaking. games on the, um, we can do that on the on our way to tour. Literally. It's actually so fun. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like, you know what? Reading does help, but I also feel like writing helps as well. Because mm, it kind of helps like uh, form the word or form the sentences and like, anyways. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Um, I'm like, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't communicate your love to me. Awesome. Anyways, that was my that was my main um life update. Besides, Casey and I have both got VPNs. People, and we're watching Love Island. Yeah, baby, real time. But oh. we're saving our updates. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna save our updates for a later time. Are you? Uh, we need to. We need to speak after I this. Haven't, okay. I wonder if <laughs> my, you're. <laughs> my lips are sealed. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just the best show. It's like literally all I have to live for at this point. No, same. Is like my nightly love island. Are you able to watch on your TV with the VPN? Or it's do you have super to, annoying. You have to screen like mirror it or whatever. Leif like set up an HDMI cord or something. It's like plugged into the laptop, okay. but it gets glitchy. So we've yeah. been watching it on the laptop. Have you been watching it? Like, do you have, um, did you buy no ads? We must have because I don't think there's ads. Oh, oh wait. I, no, no, no. There are. There's like it, ads from like England or from the UK. About like contests or full on like commercials. I think they're like full on commercials because the oh. VPN makes it seem like you live there. But, and so I'll get, I think I just bought the one that has no ads. Okay, well, mine or, sorry, is that weird. Has ads. Like, like it took Leif two hours to figure it out. Oh. He was literally like, we can't get it. I was like, <laughs> you will get it. <laughs> and he did. Are you using NordVPN? I don't know. There's I'll like ExpressVPN, NordVPN, yeah. Something about Leif, that man will figure it out. Yeah. And that's what I love him for. But I'm not joking. It took him two oh hours. Oh my gosh. He was like, it's too smart. It knows we're not in England. Please. I'm like, figure out a way to have it think we're in the UK. I'm sorry, man. Please. Should we get into some advice? Yes. I was referencing, in preparation for this episode, kind of just thinking about things. First of all, the 20s are a trip, okay? And I'm sure that, I think maybe just because we are in our like mid-late, late 20s at this point, um, that I just see a lot of content surrounding like your 20s. And I'm mm -hmm. sure your 30s, your 40s, I'm sure they all have like a certain feeling and theme to them. But I think that the 20s, it feels like a lot of figuring things out of mm -hmm. like just everything. And the words and, of Kylie Jenner, realizing things. Exactly. And something, well, a book that I was referencing a lot when I was thinking about all this is the book 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. And I would highly recommend this book just because it's very, it's not something that you're going to like 
be reading, 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 like, oh, I can't put it down. It just has a ton of really good, like, bangers in nuggets. there. Yeah, great little nuggets. I've highlighted so much of that book, and I really enjoy just, like, um, skimming through it and seeing what I've highlighted because it's just really good stuff. And I think it's, it's uh, it has, like, an author, but I think that she has gathered stuff from, like, other people. So other people's thoughts and good advice that they've gotten and stuff like that. So something in that book talks about how a lot of times mental breakdowns are, it means you're going to have like a breakthrough. Mm. And I think that that is a very important reminder because breakdowns are any kind of intense mental or emotional turmoil. It's a sign that things are in the process of changing or otherwise they'd just be normal. So sometimes a breakdown can be like you're done accepting your old normal and you're on to like bigger, better, happier, hopefully things. And I think that so often you can just think of if you're in crisis mode, you're in a breakdown situation where you're like, I am questioning everything. That was like a common theme of like mental breakdown is like questioning everything, your entire existence, maybe spiritual things, philosophical things, politics, like your thoughts, your identity, who are you, all of that stuff. And I think that that often happens in your 20s. I know it happened for me in like my mid 20s, but that is not a bad thing. Like it's actually very good to question everything, to have these mental breakdowns because it can oftentimes mean that you're gonna have like a huge emotional breakthrough and you're going to, your life is probably going to change for the better. And I've seen that be true in my own life. I just think it's like an important reminder. Love that. To I, not, I need that book. To not think of things as like bad. If yeah. you're going through a hard time mentally, that quite literally a lot of time means like you're fed up with like your current reality or like the way you've been thinking and you want to change. Yeah, there's like a live, laugh, love kind of quote that's like um, about how when you cry, it like cleans your eyes out so you can see better mm. pretty much. But I truly believe that. It's like after a good cry, aka a mental breakdown, there's like a re there's like a refresh. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you can see things more clearly. Exactly. No pun intended. Definitely. Well, should we go through like just some of these like sections and just throw out our thoughts? Yeah, throw out some thoughts and I'll intervene. Okay. Interject. Well, speaking of books, I wrote down two different books that I think have helped me a ton in my 20s. They are books that I well, this one, You Can Heal Your Life, I just read literally <laughs> two seconds ago. So That would be um, like literally my number one book recommendation yeah. for any girl in their 20s, 100%. And then the other book that I read earlier in my 20s that I have literally lived by and reference on this podcast all the time. And like you could probably read it 100 times. And like I said, take something different from it each time is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's like so just to the point and breaks just emotional intelligence down in four, not easy steps, but just four steps and really changed like how I just felt, especially as a people pleaser or as somebody who was really sensitive. Like this book is for you. 100%. Do you have any other books besides the You Can Heal Your Life and the what was the other book that you said? The one that I just referenced is 100 way, 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think or that will change the way you think. I believe it's by Brianna, like Weist or West. I can't remember. I I don't have a photo of it right now. I just have screenshots of the book that I wanted to share. But she also has another book. I think 
is it The Mountain Is You? Is that by the same author? Because that was on, we had talked about maybe oh, yeah. reading that book at the same time. So it's sitting on my shelf. So maybe we should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's by the same girl. Oh. Um, I bet that's a really good one Self-help for your 20s. Queen. Yeah, it's The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Mm. I bet that's a really good read. Yeah. I would love to read that. We have we both have the book, so maybe mm. we should read it soon. Um, I actually ordered the workbook first on Amazon. On I accident? Realize, yeah, I got it. I'm like, mm. um, what is this? So I have the workbook too. We, we can do that. Nice. <laughs> We're going all in. I wrote down advice that I got in my early 20s that have kind of helped me through my 20s. Again, sayings that I've said on the podcast a lot, but that also just really stayed with me. The first one is when I was in a little bit of a like, wasn't super toxic, but just low-key toxic maybe. Like situationship I was in and like when I was dating and I went home uh, like Christmas time, I think it was. And I had just been like talking to this guy and he was just kind of like using me, you know. You know, the it, girl. It, it just, he was a little bit older than me and it was just not, you know, not the best. And I really had no self-confidence at all. And I went home and I remember my mom was like, oh my gosh, like I can just like see the light has left you. Like, are you okay? Like you just don't seem like the happy, free-spirited girl that left. And I can't remember exactly what I told her, but probably not the full truth, but probably, <laughs> probably a lot. And she basically told me like, you need to take your power back. And that is something that I've literally just lived by ever since is like not letting anybody else take your power from you because you don't have to. And it's your choice to take it back. And it just requires a little bit of like res- like taking responsibility, but like just leaving the shame behind, I guess, and moving on and yeah, just starting to really take your uh, take your life into your own hands. Yeah, I think that self-respect and like, I mean, self-love, I feel like has become like a not overused. cheesy. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of overused, but like for lack of a better word, self-love truly, like which in You Can Heal Your Life, she talks a lot about mm-hmm. self-love. This is what the whole book's about, yeah. essentially. But like, I think I've talked about this in a recent episode. I really do believe that you treat, you teach people how to treat you. And like in that scenario, when your mom said, you know, you need to take your power back, it's like if you are allowing people to treat you poorly, you you do need to take your power back and understand that like if you love and respect yourself, you will never settle for like poor treatment yeah. because you respect yourself so much that you just, you know, you don't deserve that. And yeah. so if someone can't give you what you deserve, it's like, okay, bye, like on to the next. Yeah. And, 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 and true self-love is not like cockiness or like overcompensation. Mm-hmm. It's just like a sense of love and respect. Yeah. In the book, The Four Agreements, he says, and again, you can take this how you, how you want it. And this is, I'm just saying what he says. And um, as like, you don't have to take it as literally as this, but he says something along the lines of, you will never allow someone to abuse you as much as you abuse yourself. And it's not to say that like, if something happens to you, it's because like, you know, you should have just loved yourself more. It's like what you allow it to continue happening. So it's like, for example, if someone is disrespecting you, if you have a lot of respect for yourself, you're going to be like, wait a second, I don't deserve this. And you're going to want to get out of that situation however you can. It's like um, what Chalet said on our podcast years ago. Queen Chalet. Literally. You guys have to go listen to that episode. It was so good. It was so good. She's a queen. She was telling us basically when, when your friend is in a toxic relationship, you need to bring them up. Like you need to build them up. And instead of trying to bring the other like 
you instead know, of talking, talking trash about, about, about their partner. Exactly. Because if you try and bring them up, they're going, it's like that saying, it's like they're going to realize that they deserve better than that. And that's going to help them get out of the situation. Another thing that my dad actually told me, my, my dad says this all the time, is choose the best option available. Like he kind of uses that as like a little mantra for, he said it to me in terms of like food and nutrition, but I kind of just use it like just overall in life. And it basically for me, the reason I love that saying is because I think it takes away like the pressure of being perfect and always doing like the most perfect thing. And, but it still encourages you to try your best in like the situation that life has given you. So if you're just choosing the best option available to you, you, I don't know, I just like love the balance of it, of that phrase. And I apply it to like every area of life and not just, you know, it does apply to nutrition and food as well, but also jobs or experiences or moods, you know, just doing your best. Yeah. There's so many ways that that can apply. I love that. We're jumping into an ad real quick to talk about. Ready to harmonize? Macy's. That was giving Friday. Friday. Wow. Our voices just harmonize so well, especially when we're talking about Macy's. I literally was um, just shopping like a crazy person on the Macy's site the other day, especially looking for serveware because I realized I'm lacking. I was going to have people over for the Super Bowl, but... um, I invited um, some people over for the big game, but no one showed up. But I was thinking, like, <laughs> just kidding. I invited literally one person, and that was Jason. and she didn't come. But um, I was looking for serveware because I was literally, like, thinking, if I want to throw a party or something, I need more stuff. Yes. And Macy's has the cutest. They had, like, this little um, cactus shape. I'm showing JC right now. Like, so cute. chips and salsa dish. They have uh, cactus-shaped coasters cute. for Arizona girlies. They also have these um, face cupping, this face cupping set. If you've ever been cupped, it's literally the best thing in the world. And then they also just have like some, I'm showing JC these, like basic uh, white serveware platters. They have a heart one for, you know. V-Day vibes. Yes. And just like cute, natural looking, um, what are these called? Utensils? Yeah, they're like cheat for cheese. Oh, like cheeseboard utensils? Yes. Yeah, those are really cute. But they also have amazing brands from like beauty to skincare to clothes. They have, they've got our our Uggs that we love. They've got everything. Mm -hmm. Since signing the 15% pledge in 2020, Macy's has increased the number of Black-owned brands they carry eightfold. Now during Black History Month and all year long, they are continuing their support for Black creators, changemakers, and causes. Join Macy's in celebrating Black history and Black brilliance by shopping Black-owned brands. And you can help fund scholarships for students at historically black colleges and universities by donating online and rounding up in store for UNCF. Learn more at Macy's.com slash purpose. That is Macy's.com slash purpose. Let me tell you guys, I am on the like wellness side of TikTok right now. And the wellness girlies are going wild for Symbiotica. They love Symbiotica. I swear to you, every video I see that's like, wellness uh like must-haves that I would never go a day without and it's always symbiotica supplements we love symbiotica in this household and at this podcast symbiotica is a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by filling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet something that's awesome is that they have like the highest quality and bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. So the supplements actually work. And we actually had the founder, Shervine, on our podcast. You guys should go 
back and listen if you're on your like wellness health grind because we learned that all supplements are not created equally and there are a lot of additives and weird shady things that are added to just a lot of different like vitamins and supplement companies and Symbiotica really is very transparent and they do it right. I've also seen a lot of um, videos on my For You page lately about the importance of magnesium. Same. And Symbiotica, they have a liposomal magnesium L3 and 8, which was developed by a team of scientists at MIT, which has been shown to increase magnesium levels in the brain more than any other form of magnesium. Magnesium is an essential mineral that is required for 80% of the body's metabolic functions. And in the United States, approximately 65% of all adults are magnesium deficient. So they also have like a super greens one, which is a really convenient way to just boost your daily nutrition. They have liposomal vitamin C and a vitamin D3 plus K2 plus... CoQ10. Yes. So if you use our code, what we said on symbiotica.com, you can get 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. That code applies on top of custom bundle discounts. That's the code what we said on symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and give up to 45% off. Well, speaking of like books and stuff like that, and obviously we've been reading or sorry, referencing books in this episode already a million times, but a piece of advice that I would give is like, realizing that not every self-help book is the end-all be-all or the truth and that it can be that person's truth but it doesn't have to be yours and it probably isn't like you'll find books that you really connect with and I think that can really help you I'm like a big I love self-help books don't get me wrong but I think sometimes if you're feeling insecure and you're you're trying to find things to latch on to it can almost be more confusing and overwhelming mm-hmm. to be like just who do I trust? Yes, consuming so much self-help content and like trying to figure out what's what's right when really like listening to yourself is always going to be the best option. Like mm-hmm. listening to your gut and and all of these things, listening to a self-help podcast or reading a book or whatever you're doing, those are just tools. Like those are tools to utilize uh, to, at the end of the day, like, get back to yourself. Yeah. And a lot of self-help books, like I feel like once you get it and you really start to like kind of have that awakening in life where you get to the point where you're like, wow, I trust myself. I'm like so aware. I don't know. Like you just get to that point. And it happens usually in your 20s. Mm -hmm. Self-help books, you start to really, once you start reading one, you're like, yeah, I know what they're talking about. Like, I get it. Instead of being like, wait, like each self-help book is so different. Like they all kind of are saying the same thing. The way that you take each one may, might be different. One might speak to you more than the other because they might be more similar to you, but they're all getting to the same thing. And the it's same like, point. yeah, the same point to trust yourself and just be aware of like your existence. Yeah. And to be confident <laughs> yeah. and go after what you want. Yeah. So once you start reading them, it's like, okay, you don't have to take, you're not looking for the truth in each of them. You already know the truth and it's just helping you like, you know, with situations, I guess. Yeah. And just not taking everyone's advice. Like, Uh, something that she says in this book is I don't have to be what other people see me as and I don't have to assume they know best. And I think like that speaks to me personally because I feel like in my earlier 20s, I was kind of feeling that way where I was like grasping at straws trying to figure out like I've always felt like I had a strong like identity, but I was like, wait, am I right? Like I I was just getting very bogged down with other people's opinions and like perceptions and 
just so worried about that all the time. And like, you do, you don't have to assume that other people know what's best for you and that you need like to read all these books to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like you deep down already know who you are and you're enough just as you are. You don't really need to listen to everyone else's advice, to be honest. This was so interesting. So I'm going to stop saying in the book because I'm literally, I took so many screenshots of the book. So you guys know what book it is, okay? It's the (laughs) essays one. But um, she says like, whenever we're about to make a choice about anything, really, we say in our heads what it will sound like. So it's like, okay, she graduated and started this job at 20 or however it goes. And it's almost like our decisions can only be acceptable if they sound right. Yeah. And like how they will continue sounding years down the line. And it's just like, it's so interesting because I think that in your 20s, that can also be a thing where it's like, I don't know the word or like how to articulate this, but it's like, you're kind of building your identity and you're building your story, but it's constantly like, and maybe this is just, I'll speak for myself. It's constantly like, okay, what does this like, how is this going to be perceived? Like, Mm -hmm. how does this sound? And something that I've just been thinking a lot about lately is like, how would I live if no one was watching and if no one cared and if no one would judge any of my choices? If I knew that I could make whatever choice I wanted and no one would care at all, I would just be met with like love and acceptance from every single person in my life, friends, like people that I, you know, acquaintances, the internet, if social media didn't exist, like what kind of life would I live? And I'm like, I'm trying to live that life. Yeah. I'm trying to live that life because that it's like none of that outside noise really matters, to be honest. And like, it doesn't matter what it sounds like. Like, oh, well, I I dropped out of college. So that just sounds so bad. It's like, who cares? Yeah. You dropped out of college. I mean, I did. So that I'm speaking from personal experience, but I don't know. I just don't think it matters what things sound like or how they're perceived. Like, just do what makes you happy. And I mean, that's easier said than done, but yeah. It's like allowing yourself to be misunderstood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great like visualization practice too. I did this like meditation, I guess, in when I was uh, like attending IIN, which is Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I think his name is Mastin Kip. He did this like amazing meditation or visualization thing, I guess. And he basically talked about how um, we sell ourselves. Well, this is kind of different, but he was saying how we like sell ourselves short and like, what would you do if success was guaranteed pretty much? Like if you knew that you would succeed at it, like what would you do? Like why not just do it anyways? And it like allows your brain to level up and like actually reach out at different things. If you're like, oh, okay. Like if I knew I was going to be like, if this was going to be a success, what would I do? Wow. Okay. Like there's so many more options now. Um, and he also says like, picture yourself in five years. Like what does your, what do you, what do you look like? What does your bank account look like? What does your life look like? Like, what does your relationships look like? How full does your life feel like? And then like double that because you tend to basically sell yourself short. And I remember like, this is, I'm going off on kind of a random tangent now, but I did that practice. That was probably like 2017 or something like that. And so it's been like basically six years now. And I found like an entry of something I wrote when I was taking that. And I remember like putting down like, this is specifically with my bank account. So this is like, (laughs) went from wholesome to like literally money. So materialistic. (laughs) But it was just like uh, the principle of not selling yourself short. Because I remember thinking in my mind, like this is impossible. Like at the time we were really struggling with money. 
and it was so stressful. And so like, it did not seem possible that we could ever have like this certain amount of money. And so I remember like writing it down and he was like, okay, now time's up by three. And I remember times by three. I'm like, there's literally just no way. Like that's impossible. And then now looking at it, it's like, I'm not at that exact point where to that number, but I'm way farther than the original number. Put, yeah. I put. And I was like, I really was selling myself so short. And it's like, things are possible if you really believe in yourself. And it's not, again, it's not even that it's like, I reached that number because I didn't even reach the tallest number. But if you believe in yourself, you're going to get closer than, you know, if you hadn't tried in the first place. Yeah. I think Ed Milet talks about that in his newer book about, he kind of, I think he uses the example of like a thermostat, how if your life is the metaphor of, of the thermostat, like, in your goals, it's always set to like 75 degrees. Basically, you have to like change up the thermostat and like, how does this go again? <laughs> I'm like, what's the point of this? But basically reach for more. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he's saying a lot of people, they just make the same amount of money every single year and, and they do the same things every single year and they go on the same vacations every single, like they just stay essentially in their comfort zone yeah. and like what's normal to them. But you have to like, if you want more, that's only if you want more, then you have to like yeah. raise your goals yes. to something that kind of seems unrealistic. And then yeah. you'll get further than you would have if you didn't. Exactly. And you and you realize along the way as well, almost by allowing yourself to want it, it I think like the what I'm literally just realizing is it lets go of the feeling that, that it will make you happy. And sometimes you think if you make this certain amount of money, it'll make you happy. Or you think that if you finally have, especially if something's stressing you out, like money was for us, it's like, I think that will literally cure everything if we just make more money. And it's like, by even just wanting, like allowing yourself to think like, that's that's a possibility for me. Like visualizing yourself having that, it lets go of the like hold that it has on you that it will make, like that it will fix everything. And you can kind of just move on and work towards it. And it doesn't hold so much of like a, grip on you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just money as well. Like I remember we were talking about this when I was looking at this entry. It was like, I live by, again, these are things that it's like, it sounds kind of like uh, materialistic, but it's like, I live by the ocean and I like, it described my perfect day, my ideal day. And I was like, it described what my relationships looked like. And it was so, and what my life looked like. And it was so close to like what I live now. And it wasn't like, I was like, well, now I need that. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so happy where I am at now. But it was like, because I allowed myself to even want that kind of life, even though I didn't, I really didn't believe that it was possible. It just shows like how powerful it is to just believe in yourself a little bit. I've also like separated advice that I would give myself uh, more personally that I wish that I would have had in my early 20s. So I think even though you're, you feel like an adult in your 20s, the, the reason the 20s are so unique is because you're you feel like a child. You, you're fresh out of childhood, but you're also now considered an adult. But there's kind of magic to that because you don't have as much, like it's, it's not as much, you don't have as much to lose. It's like, you're not as established so you can take more risks, but you also have the ability to like do what you want to do. You're an adult now. So you don't have to like get your parents permission to do certain things or whatever. And I think even though you're an adult now in your 20s, don't neglect or lose your inner child. Like don't, because you want to be a grown up so bad because you'll always come back to her. Like you always come back to that like child within you. And I think at least for me, when I was younger, I always wanted to be grown up. Like I, when we played house, like I was always a teenage girl. I was <laughs> always the, you know, like, um, so when I was like out on my own, I was like just thriving because I loved it. Like I loved being on my own. I loved being an adult, but 
then you realize that you you so you try and like fit into the mold of an adult, but sometimes you lose, you know, that connection to that inner child sometimes and like doing the things that you love to do when you were little and just if you need to uh heal your inner child maybe like in your 20s if you ha- didn't have a great childhood then maybe this is the time to do it and like work on it and that's not going to be uh, that's not going to apply to everybody but yeah just don't forget about her I love that speaking of not applying to everybody this is something that I wanted to talk about and I'm I'm scared <laughs> that I'm going to be brave no I think that okay I'm like where do I begin with this because I have a lot of different thoughts So we had gotten some feedback from our episode last week where our guest had mentioned something about pregnancy and like manifestation. And she was saying how she thinks like the reason that she got pregnant so fast is because she was not trying basically. And like, because she was like, oh yeah, I want to have kids one day, but just whatever's meant to happen. And then it basically just happened pretty immediately. And she was saying that uh, like she attributes a lot of that to just like, not having any sort of like desperate energy or whatever. And a lot of people had a problem with that and were like, that's, you know, insensitive and that's like a toxic mindset and stuff. And I have a lot of thoughts about this specific subject, but something I wanted to like bring up is that obviously if you guys listen to the podcast and follow along closely with me, you know that like Leif and I have infertility issues and we have for four years and like, I just wanted to say that that comment like does not offend me. Like I was in the room, obviously, and that type of comment like and I'm not invalidating if it offends you, that is like your own thing. But I want to give this perspective because sometimes I feel like with certain things, like especially on the Internet, there are literally like a list of things like, okay, if you're going through infertility, here are the things almost you should you should be offended by like here are the things not to say. If someone's going through infertility, don't say, it'll happen when you stop thinking about it. Don't say da-da-da-da. You know, there's like all these things. And I get the sentiment. I really do. I like, I have had all every single thing said to me. Like, oh, have you tried this? Like, you should get in this looked at. And it's like, you've already done everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's a million different things that could be offensive or annoying or insensitive, right? And I fully understand that. But I think like, it's important to understand people's intentions and to truly not take things personally. And that's something that I'm still working on. I'm not pretending to be perfect at it, but like, I just- Don't look to misunderstand. Yes, don't seek to misunderstand people. Like, I think that with that comment made, I didn't think about that for more than two seconds. The only thing I thought was I could see how other people could be like upset about that. But me myself, like going through infertility, like I am the target audience of yeah. the people who quote unquote should be offended by that. And I'm not offended. And I've had people close to me say the same exact thing. Like, well, maybe it'll just happen when you stop thinking about it. I'm not offended by that. Like I really am not. And I'm not trying to seem, the reason I didn't want to bring this up is because like, I'm not trying to seem holier than thou, but like, I understand their intentions and because I know they're not trying to bully me, they're not trying to be insensitive. Why am I going to let that ruin my day? Like, it's not that deep. Sure. It like those comments are a bit annoying because it's like, you know, that it's just with certain it's things more in complex life. Than, yeah. Yes. With certain things in life, it's more complex than manifesting something super simply like mm-hmm. for sure. But I think that there's so much power in like not taking things super personally and not being offended and just like 
moving on. And I think that the internet in general has like grouped people together. And it's like, if you're going through this, this is the worst thing someone could say. And like, here's how to basically the point I'm trying to make is like, the world is not meant to have everything that everyone ever says to you make you feel so warm and comfy and cozy. Sometimes people say things that rubs you the wrong way, that annoys you. But it's like, let's move on. I don't know. I'm just like, it's fine to be offended and it's fine to be annoyed. I am often about things. But it's just not worth like letting it ruin your experience. And and something else on this this same topic is someone commented on my YouTube video and they were saying how like they also have been going through infertility. And when I like last year had said like, honestly, I'm not really thinking about it anymore. Like I'm not letting that rule my life. And like, I'm just going to live, I want to live like a happy life, not being consumed by infertility 24 seven. And they commented recently, um, because I kind of, I really last year didn't talk much about any of this stuff. And then for my like first YouTube video back of the year, I, I opened up about it a little bit more. And I was saying how like, I'm getting that desire again and, and whatever. And I got a comment that was like, Essentially, they were saying, I unfollowed you when you said that because I knew that you were lying because I knew that that's impossible to like just forget about infertility. And like it made it made me upset to hear you say that because basically I was invalidating their experience like, oh, I'm just going to forget about it and like live a happy life. And they're like, that's impossible. Like, I know you're just lying. So basically you're being fake because you can't just forget about that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they were going through infertility as well? Or they were saying like, you're just a liar? No, no, no. They were going through it as well. And they were saying like, how do you just turn that Mm -hmm. off? And I thought that that comment was so interesting because I'm like, that again is like assuming that everyone just has your same exact brain and situation. And I, I was like, for a second, to be honest, I was kind of offended. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When did I lie about like, you know, I, I was being very like honest. I've been very honest throughout my entire journey. And like, that was the truth was that I truly stopped, tried to stop focusing on it. And I've mentioned like, there were hard moments within that time. And like, there were, there have been sad moments, but overall the year was very happy and positive. Yeah. And she was essentially saying like, oh, I knew that was a lie. I knew you were struggling still. And I'm like, no, it wasn't a lie. And, and the purpose of me sharing that is like, I'm trying to give hope to people who are going through hard things. Like it's, it's, I'm trying to have a positive mindset through something hard because I want to live a happy life. And like, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like with certain culture on the internet, it's like, I don't know. Well, I don't especially because it's to like say. happening to you. So you're not telling other people, you're not like you haven't even experienced, like say you weren't even experiencing infertility, you're telling people. Right. That'd be it's a different so story. Different. Like you are literally, that is your experience. Yeah. That's not a lie. That's like, and I know you very personally and I can validate that. And I, and I actually even remember asking you after the interview being like, did that comment like bother you? You were like, no, literally not really. Like I've heard it before. It's like nothing. Yeah. And I feel like that's very emotionally mature. It's like you, because you understand that you can have your own experience and you can have different opinions than other people. And like, you will never meet somebody who is going to say everything right. And you're going to agree with, we agree on a lot of the scary amount of things. Yes. You. Like, and we still have different opinions about things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that like you have to go around like your life trying to find the people who, yeah, just only make you feel warm and comfy. 
and don't challenge you or don't say things that rub you the wrong way. And it's not even that the challenges you're like, well, yeah, maybe I should think of that differently. It's like you can you can still have your you own can opinion. hear something and, and move on from it without taking it in and without that's one of the, the four agreements is not taking things personally. It's like one of the main ones. It's so important. And again, I'm not like Gandhi over here where I'm like, I've reached inner peace. Nothing <laughs> bothers me. Like things bother me. I literally was just I've reached inner peace. I was just telling Chelsea like about how I was freaking out about this situation earlier. And, and like, I was so annoyed. Like, I'm far from like reached perfection. Let me tell you that. But it's just like, uh, yeah, I think that also you have to understand like specifically with this infertility stuff, people who have not gone through it, it's not as com complex to them and they don't have the same experience or background as you. And so they might talk about it in a more casual way because they don't understand that it can be hurtful. And it's very hard for other people to, people want to fix things. People want yes. a solution. People want you to be happy and they want you to have hope. So they're always going to like, it's going to sound wrong when they are positive to you. And, and when they're saying things that are like, not maybe not even true, but they're giving you their their opinion on a solution. They're not doing it to literally make you feel dumb or bad. It's like most people are trying to help you or like they're trying to give you hope or, you know, what they think. And again, that, that's not what that's not what they're doing, but <laughs> that's their intention behind it. Exactly. And I they just, just don't know. They haven't read the Instagram graphics so, or the infographics. So they don't know that you're not supposed to say that yet. Yeah. I think just thinking about people's intentions is so important and like vital because it allows you to just not get upset over things that like really aren't worth getting upset about. If you truly know that your friend or your parent or your spouse or your sibling, like if you understand their intentions for you, that they are pure and that they're good, a lot of things start sliding off your back. Yeah. Because you, it doesn't matter like what they say. It just, when the intentions are there, it's like, why does it really matter if they the messed specifics. up and said the tiny wrong thing. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's and and also in that same vein, like if you want other people to give you grace, like because you're probably going to say something to someone one time that's not perfect either. Yeah. And like I would hope that they that's how I feel. Like I know I say things to people that they're probably like, oh yeah, you don't get it. And it's like, and I hope that they're able to give me the same grace. Yeah. Cause I don't get it. Sometimes. No, because yeah. I don't get it. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand your specific situation. And so if I say something that's out of touch or annoying or like comes off bad, I hope you know that like my intentions are pure. I would never want to make anyone feel bad, but yeah, that's a great you know what point. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's, that was my rant for, for today. We love the rants. What is this podcast if not a giant rant? True. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is a perfect sponsor for today's episode talking all about your 20s and advice that we would give ourselves and all of that jazz because I feel like therapy can be very, very beneficial, especially in your 20s. If you are, like we mentioned in this episode, you feel like you're having a mental breakdown or you're questioning a lot of things in life, you want clarity on things, you're going through hard challenges, therapy can just be an awesome way to help you become your best self and show up for yourself in the way you want. Because sometimes just things in your life, it even if they seem small, they block you from just living it up and being carefree because you just feel very bogged down by your issues. Therapy can help learn positive coping skills, empower you to be the best version of yourself. It is not just for those who have experienced major trauma. 
but obviously it can all very much benefit you if you also feel like you have some trauma to work through. I realized in my 20s, actually, that uh, change was not very easy for me, especially big life changes. And those are the main like times in my life that I've really, really benefited from therapy and sought it out and um, gained a lot of positive, uh, just like coping skills and a good place to vent and have um, a professional just help me out. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash what we said today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash what we said. Go check it out. You guys, my kitchen is officially stocked with caraway products. I got the cookware set. I got the bakeware set. Everything is so aesthetically pleasing, non-toxic, gorgeous. Which color do you have? I have the cream. Ooh. They have really cute colors. Did you get the green? No, I got the I got the blue. Okay. They have really cute colors. Um my mom came to visit and she's like, "Wait, do you love the caraway pans? Like I've heard so much." And and Jilly is a baking and cooking connoisseur and queen, okay? So Start your year off right with non-toxic kitchenware so you can ditch the chemicals and make healthier cooking a piece of cake. With our exclusive discount, you can now save on the full suite of Caraway products, including the food storage, tea kettle, and mini cookware, which Ooh, I, want I need the food. I need the food storage so bad. Same. I just love when I love a set. I love yeah. a cohesive matching set. And I had so many random like bakeware pans for when I'd make cookies and stuff. Which is totally fine, but it's just so nice to have a matching set. It's just mm-hmm. makes you feel very um, makes grown me, up. Yeah, it makes me feel like a real adult. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients, which is great um, because when I cook for Case, you know, I should really have the same energy towards myself, but I'm way more... Um, careful and thoughtful and intentional about what I cook with. And so that's, that's great that Caraway is giving us that peace of, uh, that peace of mind. All sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. That is literally I will say that is game getting changing. Me excited. <laughs> because the lids are just like hanging in this really cute <laughs> yes. hanger and it looks, it looks cute and it's so like organized. Yes. It's non-toxic. It's easy cooking and it's very loved. There's over 30,000 people who have raved about their caraway kitchen. Not raged. Not raged about <laughs> it. They were not rageful. They were <laughs> raving about it. So it's time to try for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash what we said to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash what we said or use our code what we said at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, I have some like other bullet points for advice that I would give myself and they're quick. Okay. Stay eager to learn. Love that. Try not to attach to any of the identities that you think define you. Don't So don't limit yourself with like your own beliefs and rules that you've literally just made up about who you are and what you like and what you do and just, you know, that's just so limiting. It can be as simple as like we always talk about like, I'm not a morning person or like this and this. It's like uh, just- Which I still say every week. (laughs) No, I'm just saying like little things like that, you know. Um, Also, everybody's 20s will look different. So- 
not everybody in their 20s is in their college party season. Not everyone is in their hustle season or like maybe some people are in their their the prime of their physical appearance season, you know, like they work out, they're able to work out all day, every day. Maybe some people are in their healing season, like from their childhood or something. So don't compare your 20s to somebody else. They'd be like, oh, I should be out doing this in my 20s. I should be doing this. Everyone else is doing this. There is no rule for what your life is supposed to look like for how, what season of life you're supposed to be in at, at what time. That's just made up. So just stay in your lane and stop comparing yourself like stop comparing your fall to somebody else's summer because everybody's life is so different, so complex. And I feel like it really robs you of your own joy when you start comparing your season to somebody else's where it's like, I find myself doing that sometimes when I'm like, oh my gosh, my, like I have a kid and I, I, I literally chose this and I'm like so happy. But then I see my friends who, you know, don't have as much responsibility tying them down. They can be more spontaneous or like they're traveling the world. And I'm like, oh, like, dang, like, is that what you're supposed to be doing when you're this age? And it's like, no, literally just, then it's like, I didn't, I literally chose to do this. So I don't even know why I'm thinking. Exactly. Pros and cons always. Mm -hmm. I say that with the, with every single thing that like, literally any problem you have, like thinking of the pros and cons to me is so, it helps me a lot because it just makes you realize that there's quite literally always going to be a pro and always going to be a con. It's just about what you Notice. Notice and focus on. I also think embracing yourself in your 20s is very important. And, I, you know, that could be physically as well. It's like just embrace yourself. That's the best word I could think of where it's like you're still getting used to your appearance, I feel like, in your 20s. By your late 20s, you're so used to yourself. Like you have – it's easier to accept yourself. But I think when you're like coming into womanhood especially – just like, whoa, like, this is what I look like as an adult. Like, what am I supposed to look like? What do I want to look like? I don't know. It can be, again, this is like personal advice I would give to myself. So if you don't struggle with this, good on you. But anyways, I think, yeah, just embrace yourself. I love that. I also, here, let me give you the the two other categories. And then, so I have like things to try in your 20s and things not to worry about. Let's hear it. Okay, things to try. They could be specific or not specific. I just wrote down a bunch of what came to my mind. Book clubs. I think that's like all the rage right now. Rave. No, rage. You got to write that <laughs> <Okay>. down. <laughs> um, I see them all the time now. I feel like it's like coming back. That was one of my ideas for like one of our girls nights. We could do a book club one month. Oh, month. Like I'll read a book and then yeah. that month we could like talk about it. Okay. Have snacks or something. Not my month, but yeah. someone else's. Awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not wasting my month on that. But. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exploration. And that can be travel, like, you know, across the world. That, that's great. But also if you can't afford that, it's not available to you. I feel like I explored in my early 20s, but I don't necessarily feel like I did that, like traveling the world. Like somebody I know did. Cool. Shaming me for it? <laughs> no, literally, I wish I was traveling the world with you. I'm just saying, I do like, I feel like you could do it in other ways as well. For sure. Like, trust me, we all wish we could take <laughs> photos of Barefoot Blonde in front, of, in front of the Eiffel Tower when we're 21, okay? <laughs> I'm very blessed. Thank you, Amber. Um, Amber has literally, Amber is responsible for a lot of good things in my life. The Amalfi Coast car picture. Yes. Never forget. She is responsible for my gorgeous, yeah, Europe excursion. Yeah. Like we went to three different countries. Yeah. That was a a moment. That was a moment. Truly iconic. Thank you, Queen Amber. We love you, mommy. Mother. Exploration could be, like I said, travel or like, 
even to different states. Like go experience literally the neighborhood next year or something. Like just explore and explore different jobs. Also, I think in your 20s, do things you don't learn in school. I wish in my early 20s, like I would have learned how to cook more. I wish I would have really practiced that more than I even did. Learn how to do taxes, like learn finance finances that you didn't learn in high school. Um, and I think something for me that I wish I would have done more in my early 20s is like, while I do think you need to be selfish in your 20s, it's like the most selfish time of your life. And you're going to be thinking of yourself a lot. I think volunteering is a great idea for people in their 20s because I really feel like I am the most myself when I'm in the service of others. I feel like I'm happy. I'm in the moment. I'm able to really just like be myself. And and not like that I'm, I can't be myself any other time, but I really just feel like I am. It's just like a surefire thing. Like when you do nice things for others, when you serve other people, you literally every time feel better. Yes. And and it's a, it's a good way to get out of your own head and realize that like your problems are not, you know, as big as you may think that they are. Um, I want to share something about that, that I had written down just about how like self-loathing is basically very isolating and it makes you the, it makes you the quote unquote other and everybody else, the like judgy normal people in your mind And she was saying in the book, like, I know this may be a little disheartening for your ego, but generally speaking and acknowledging logical exceptions, there's nothing you've ever done that hasn't been done before somewhere, somehow at some time. And the story of the human condition is universal in nature. Basically saying that like anything you have felt, like any fear, worry, or concern, paranoia, anything that you have, you, that you could possibly muster up, like, a million other people have already felt that. Yeah. And it's supposed, that's supposed to be kind of a comforting feeling. Like you truly are never alone. Anything, even like when you were sharing that earlier about how you're very frustrated about that. It's like there, that is a very common feeling and and maybe it has different reasons for every person, but like you're, every human suffers like in some way or another, we all have things that we just suffer with. And it's like kind of comforting to get out of your head and to realize like, again, it's not invalidating you. You're allowed to have your own emotions and you should absolutely like feel them. But also just know that you're not alone and like, yeah, maybe get outside yourself and yeah, think about others. It'll make you feel better. Definitely. And and it's super easy, I feel like, to find a shelter or like a nonprofit or holidays they always have like where you can go like do a food drive or something like that. I remember I, I volunteered at like this, uh, I think it's like a children's home. And I actually didn't even just do it out of the kindness of my own heart. I did it for a, uh, what's it called? A project? Uh, yeah, an assignment at school. And that's one of the only things I remember from college <laughs> is that experience because it was so, I would go do it on a Saturday. Like I'd spend all day there. And I remember at the beginning, be like, wow, like really I have to do this all day. And by the end of the day, I felt so happy. I felt so fulfilled. I felt so connected to just humanity. And I think that's really important. And that's why literally all these celebrities, it's like they have people in their life when they get to a certain point where they're like these actors that you see and they have all the money, they have all the fame, they have everything you could think that you want. They start, people in their life will literally like their agent or someone will literally be like, you have to do volunteer work because that is what's going to make you happy because they're going crazy. They're like, wait, I'm not happy. I got everything I wanted in life. And they'd be like, you literally have to like do this stuff because otherwise you will not be happy. And that's truly just, it will always make you happy. It will always lift your spirits. It will always, and not even make you happy. Like 
diddy like skipping around. It's just very like fulfilling. Deeply. It's, yeah. And um, just very comforting in a, in a way where it's like connection to humanity. And I also think in your 20s, it is just a great idea always to be outrageous and just take risks. Because you have totally. you have such you have so little to lose, literally. I I feel like especially with things like again, this is very surface level. Just things I hear people being like, "Oh, I want to post on TikTok, but I'm scared." I'm like, you quite literally have nothing to lose. Like, yes, especially in these situations, like like your reputation. With yeah, like who? your reputation. Okay, like what people think of you, I guess. But it's like so many things in life have such little risk. Yeah, but possibly it. A very great reward and it's like I'm not just talking about social media like clout but there's so many things <laughs> yeah. even, even like just taking a, or a job interview that you really want to do or a business that you want to start and it's like but I'm scared it's like I'm sorry <laughs> what no it's like, okay just to be do scared it. just do it do it scared exactly. I uh, I saw this quote wait did you say wait a second no I said exactly oh I saw this quote and I really think it like sums up just that what we were just talking about is uh, it says the only failure in your 20s is inaction the rest is trial and error mm. and so yeah if you're scared that's very normal everybody's scared but you still got to do it being scared failure all of that is like i know it's cheesy af but it's like very good for you yeah you're supposed to feel that and i think that is goes along with what i was saying earlier like your life is not supposed to be this uphill perfect thing it has dips and valleys and hard things and good things and that's what makes up life and so yeah take risks and especially in your 20s yeah and I think uh, maybe we can end with this little concept I wrote down like things not to worry about in your 20s your weight and your body being a millionaire getting famous being popular being liked getting married being perfect keeping up with your friends like aka keeping up with the joneses like comparison and instead, focus on self-care, focus on having fun, focus on working towards your dreams, learning, getting to know yourself, self-regulation and, and like being self-aware, building meaningful relationships, healing from your childhood if you need to. Like, it's not about focusing on the destination. Like, I know it's so cheesy, but it's just the truth of it. And you're going to learn that lesson over and over again, especially in your 20s. It's about the road to get there. And I think sometimes in your 20s, especially with like dating or relationships, it's like, I just want to get married. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you'll, you'll be married for the rest of your life most of the time when you get married. And that's not like the destination of all destinations to be. The, where you are right now is where you are meant to be. And just just be like in the moment. And if you're dating, you're dating. Like the, you don't have to be in a rush to get anywhere. You're, you're where you're supposed to be in life. So just, I said, I said this analogy to Nick the other day. I was like, life is like a box um, of chocolates. No, please. <laughs> I was like, life's like a roller coaster, and like whenever sometimes or whenever you notice it getting faster, it just gets faster and faster and faster. So you just got to put your hands up and enjoy the ride. He's like, that's so good. He's like, you should say that on the podcast. I was like, don't worry, I already did. <laughs> He's laughing. He's like, of course you did. But I really think it's true. It's like, that's just how it is. And you can't stop it. You can't like push the emergency brake. <laughs> wow. Just getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> Every single thing. Like, the mechanics working for you. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like, there is no stopping life. There's no stopping time. It's going to keep coming and it's going to keep coming. So just... 
focus on enjoy the ride. Yeah, baby. focus on being liking being yourself, not liking yourself. Yeah, agreed. I'll end with this. And <laughs> let me end with a prayer. No, no one has life figured out. Legitimately, no one. Not even the person you look up to the most that you think has it all. Like no one has it figured out. And so there's really no need to try and figure it out. When you know that information that no one knows exactly what to do and no one has it figured out, then why are you even trying? <laughs> Please. I'm like, give up. <laughs> Literally my sweatpants. <laughs> but uh, the Wait, thing I sorry. wanted- My sweatpants say, literally people listening. I'm like, my sweatpants. They're like, excuse me. It says, uh, you matter, don't give up. But the way that if you read it left to right, it says, you don't matter, give up. People were having- A heyday with that one. <laughs> you were having a hard time understanding, but- um, But yeah, I just think like, to end, don't try and figure out what you're doing with the rest of your life. Like, figure out what are you doing with today. And I think if you do that every day, you will le- live a very meaningful life. If Because that's just being present. And it's great to have future goals and whatever. But I think, like, focusing on what am I doing today? And, like, what kind of person am I? And who do I want to be today? Because sometimes I think with habits and just future goals, whether that be about money or fitness or whatever you have in mind, it can just feel very daunting to be Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, if I want those things, I have to do all these things for the rest of my life. I have to be so consistent. (laughs) It's like, just focus on today. Do you want to be like a healthy, good, honest, great citizen? Okay. Like what can you do today to be the person, a good member of society, to be the person that you, you dream you are and that you know you are? You know, we need to talk about a full we'll end with this cliffhanger. We need to talk about, I saw this TikTok about like collective mindset or like collective community versus individualism, Mm. which is what like the Western has is like individualism. The Western. Just like literally the West. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The Western world. (laughs) You know, don't they call us like the West? The world. Yeah. Yeah. Western diet. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 Like the Western, the U.S. Basically, okay. we have like an individual um, individualism, I think it's called like approach mindset, to life. Yeah. Versus what a lot of other countries, a lot have. of other countries have is collective community. And it's very interesting. Well, I would love to dive into that because I believe that from what you just said, I like, I believe that. I'm like, I believe you queen. <laughs> Literally didn't even say what. Believe women. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, there's a TikTok. You're like, I believe you. <laughs> No, I I have thoughts on that. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I would love to dive into that. Okay. And, we'll, and I watched we'll a whole YouTube video about it and it's oh. like, it actually, it's like mind blowing. Wait, send it to me. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all your support on the podcast. We love you guys so much. We talk about you guys constantly and we're just so grateful for all of your support. We're obsessed with you. We're obsessed with our Valley Girls. Go um, get get tour tickets. There, If some are still available, I don't know if there's merch, but everything will be linked in the show notes and you can follow along on our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast for updates for everything. We love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.